well, Amber from Breeze Distro. That was a great presentation. Uh, very interested to hear what uh, what you guest judges had to think. And uh, Joyce from Big Rock, if we can start with you, I'd love to hear what you th- what you thought about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, Amber has been such a crucial uh, member of the cannabis community, and I think and you know what she's bringing forward with Breeze, you know, sort of carries forward the the interest that you know certain jurisdictions and 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 obviously certain um, investors have in seeing a, an equitable path forward um, for varied parties. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I often point out that you know if you don't have diversity on the operational level, you're not going to attract the full breadth of potential consumer base that exists out there. And so, um, in addition to that, you know, I think there's a big gap for um, you know sort of craft um, orientated brands to to get their legs about them. Uh, you know, co-packing is generally focused more on uh, scale-based companies um, that are maybe graduating into new products um, that, that already have sort of a proven product. So um, it's really necessary to have, uh, and also she has a really great brand um, already um, in, in, in the Conga Club and Red Congolese is a, is a pretty fire, uh, fire flower. Um, so, you know, I, I think the business model is necessary. I think there's, you know, an opportunity for it. Um, the, the questions and I think some of the, you know, hesitation, um, you know, that, that I would have is um, from an investor point, point of view, um, it's not exactly clear um, how the corporate structure would facilitate, you know, an investment uh, vehicle. I mean, relative to um, being a service provider, that that sort of makes sense. But, you know, my understanding of, of the, the city of Oakland's program and San Francisco's program, uh, it, it does create a lot of complexity for creating preferences, um, you know, in the in the uh, term sheets and such. Um, so I'd want to dig in there to kind of understand a little bit more about, you know, how that is composed. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, obviously, um, investors are walking alongside these companies. Um, but, you know, there there obviously is um, a necessity when you're approaching, um, you know, venture investors for, for some sort of preference in the deal. So I'd have questions around that. Um, but, you know, I think aside from that, um, sound, uh, founder team. Um, and it seems like they're really tracking in the market. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm interested in it and I think, uh, you know, folks should take a good look. Totally. Totally. Um, Andre Sherford, uh, any, any thoughts, comments? What would you all think? I, I guess I'll jump in real quick. I'd, I'd like to echo what Joyce just added, which, um, in our analysis, in our review of social equity programs, that's part of the challenge as to how to structure an investment. Um, so, you know, that's that's something that, from an investment standpoint, would uh, would have to clear the hurdle. Um, from a team side, you know, very positive, huge positive. Uh, she her background is very impressive. Um, she's very passionate about what she's doing. Um, and I love the fact that she's very fair in how she's approached the program, which is great. Um, from a financial standpoint, which is what I was double clicking on, uh, you know, some of the some of the margins are pretty typical for the industry. Um, I won't steal Ford's thunder, but uh, from an exit strategy perspective, the financials do uh, have to help tell a story and build up a narrative for. Uh, for a potential exit via M and A or or uh, 
listing of some sort. The margins are pretty typical of this sector of the industry. Um, I would be curious as to hearing how she builds up those financials, those revenues uh, to a potential exit liquidity event for for an investor. I, I thought I thought the pitch was great. You know, I'm I uh, I'm glad that there's other more seasoned executives on this uh, this chat as well to ask the important questions that were previously asked before myself because I know that mine can be a little bit um, kind of like uh, just big optimism kind of like what's the dream and what's the vision but I, I think that you know my my response is like I've, I've looked at a couple of these companies before and they they were more so looking for capital as opposed to like strategic capital and I think that one of the things that I've I've seen with her in previous pitch sessions and how she's engaged with other investors is she's very, very collaborative. And um, I'm impressed with uh, her goals and ambitions. I think that where I saw her a year ago and to where she is today is, is it's not night and day, but it's a serious like exponential, like she's had exponential growth over the past year. And a lot of the things she said that she was going to do in the past have come to fruition. And I like to see that. And in, in people that, you know, they, they, they make a promise and then they go out and they execute and they come back and they do it. And she's very soft. You know, mo most people out there that are pitching they're they're pretty aggressive. She has a very, uh, a very kind of like toned down, calm demeanor about how she's going about this. And she expressed, you know, in her story about, you know, um, her relative that, you know, she doesn't want to overwork herself. And I don't, most people would hear, oh, that's like a, maybe shy away from somebody who doesn't want to like really hustle. But I, I think that underlying um, all of it, there's a serious amount of hustle that I've, I've witnessed. And um, I think it's, yeah, I'm really a fan of her business. So Yeah, I, I mean, just to hear the amount of things that Amber's working on and has been successfully able to execute on, I mean, clearly um, she's not sitting back and just taking it easy. Um, I just echo Ford's statement, you know, not only is, is Amber, uh, you know, working really hard to kind of, you know, forward her own um, opportunity, but she's, she's doing so alongside other parties. And I, I don't think that that should ever be discounted because you sort of know, never know when, you know, folks like Ben Larson and, um, you know, Luke, uh, the CEO of can, you know, those are, those are some formidable folks and you sort of never know what those relationships are going to, you know, sort of forward for, for, uh, their partners. Um, so yeah, uh, I really appreciate her in our ecosystem and, uh, I hope that Breeze has a, a really good, successful, uh, next couple of years and, and uh, raises some money. I'm with Andre.